Yeah, right. <laughs> Welcome to Highway Diary. I'm your host, Eric Hollerbach. This is episode 373 with Maggie Mayfield. That's me. That's you. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy how that works. Mm-hmm. So when I first moved to Austin, Texas, my first mic that I went to was Shenanigans Bar. Uh, that doesn't happen anymore. The second one I went to was Anderson Mill Pub. At at Shenanigans Bar, I met Brian McDuffie, Brian Two Cox McDuffie, and then um, what was he doing at Shenanigans? <laughs> he was getting. I guess into, there's a mic there. There was, was a mic there. It was on Fridays. Oh. Uh, it wasn't Mike Hudak. It was James Garibay. Oh. Then uh, that got discontinued, and then. I went to Anderson Mill, and then my old drug addict roommate, CJ Kelly, ran into you, and oh, he introduced yeah. me to... That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And so now he um, he overdosed twice this past July, and he no longer lives in Austin, Texas. Anyway, um, what a lovely, what a great story that That's was. That's so funny you say that, because I've been wondering about him, because I haven't seen him or heard from him in a while. Yeah. How'd you meet him? Was it just that in night? Act, no, in an acting class. Oh, in LA. oh, yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. right. You went to Groundlings or something like that. Or? No, it was just an independent class. Mm-hmm. Our mutual mentor, uh, Mary Kennedy, mm-hmm. who is uh, a famous actress. I mean, she's been on Shameless and, and a bunch of stuff. So she was teaching a class, and I met him there. Okay. And I had a celebrity moment because I was still kind of new to Austin, and he came up. He was like Maggie fucking Mayfield, and then he did this little jig, and he was like, "I'm gonna move here," and I was like. Okay, cool. <laughs> and it took me another time meeting him to remember, oh, that's how we met. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. What? <laughs> yeah, he's, uh, he, um, there's a little collateral damage there because he was trying to score meth and I locked him out the door and then he called the cops because I closed the door on his foot and I oh. fought an aggravated assault charge for nine months, which was... That's crazy. Not cool. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, uh, God bless him. Yeah. Um... All right. It's not me. Oh, go on. Let's talk about you. Well, let's talk about Brian McDuffie real quick. Love him. Um, his, let's talk about mental health. His mental health is a moving target. Let's be honest. That's why I trust him. Uh-huh. That's why I trust Brian McDuffie. Uh-huh. His mental health is a little bit of a moving target. Okay. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Um, so you. See, I'm very protective of him. I love him. I'm yeah. not talking shit. I'm not yeah. talking out of pocket. Um, I trust him because he says what he means and he's very like direct, but he like kind of gets himself in trouble. He doesn't know how weird he's being sometimes because sure. he's just being himself. Yeah. But, um, anyway, yeah, you don't have to, I, I love that dude. So the last time I saw him, he had like a total meltdown at an open mic, uh, in his open mic in Georgetown and, and it was weird. Um, but I love the guy, <laughs> Brian Dukox McDuffie. Okay. <laughs> So yeah, we do we do a podcast together. Sliding your DMs. Yeah. Slide my DMs. Yeah. How did that get started? He slid into my DMs. Oh. And I laughed in his face. And then he bo- we were booked on each other's shows. And I was telling the story. It was his birthday show, so I was roasting him. His parents were in the audience. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, and because people heard that story, s- suddenly a bunch of people started sliding into my DMs with very inappropriate comments. So I would screenshot that, send it to him. And he was like, why didn't you respond like this? And I was like, oh, that's a show idea. So what was his, what was his move? He was trying to get, get you on a date? Like, what was his move? No, I mean, he was very sweet. I mean, we'd have many conversations before that happened because I'm a voiceover actor. And so he wanted, he's been trying to break into that and figure out how to do it and asking me questions about how to manage social media, blah, blah, all these <laughs> things. And then 
I was trying to be very encouraging. And then he was like, well, in the same vein, I was, you know, just shooting your shot. He was like, you know, if you ever want to give your vibrator a rest, I got a really big dick. And it made me laugh wow. so hard. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you are so far out of your league. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Love you for that. And then because of that and then the stories and the shows, it just developed into this really amazing, wonderful, bizarre friendship. Oh, he's great. Yeah. He's great. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I have noticed he's, like, a little slippery sometimes. Let's let's talk about your journey, because I was on your website researching for this. Oh, my gosh. And, like, you wear many hats. Like you said, you have this whole voiceover section. <gasps> I, you had a... Um, this this album that you're gonna shoot it's your second album right you have an audio album out there um it's like just a music okay record that's it and i i made it in my own apartment because my manager was like i can't work with you unless you have merch i can't put you on the road unless you have merch i can't mm -hmm. she's like i can't get you these big paying gigs and it's not going to be worth it for you unless you have merch and i was like right, well, right. what do i do what can i do that's merch and so i made that and it opened up a whole door of a whole mess of other things yeah um in terms of just regular songwriting music production promotion how that whole thing works um but then because i did that it did enable me to get on the road and figure out the business of like selling yourself yeah on the road and to be honest a lot of times if you break even that's a good oh that's sure a great sure that's a great run yeah it's expensive yeah I mean, gas, hotels, I mean, I just, uh, I... Just coffee. Just to buy <laughs> coffee is ridiculous. So I also moonlight as a boxing coach. I went to um, San Antonio this past weekend, yeah. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, for Golden Gloves out of Richard, Richard Lord's boxing gym. And, Amazing. like, I got a $200 hotel room, and I lost money, but uh, we won fucking six titles. Yeah. Is there a bug on me? We won six uh, titles. <laughs> Out of 11 weight classes. So it, it was all worth it because, like, I was in, I was part of, like, an actual kick-ass yeah. squad. Like, a, yeah. my gang, you know? Yeah. So That's so, amazing. Congrats. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Um, and there was a petty situation where they didn't give us our trophy uh, for best club because uh, there's a corrupt commissioner. But um, he's going to go to jail. But anyway, we don't have to talk about that. What I want to say is, <laughs> so what is your, uh, what has been your journey? You, I used to live in L.A. You, you used to live in L.A. doing... Um, acting classes with my old drug addict roommate what uh where are you from are you from la and then yeah. how what is your timeline here oh my god it's great i had a whole ass career before stand-up so i i grew up in new jersey i actually went to school in new york right around 9 11 i don't know why i'm laughing <laughs> it was pretty funny <laughs> it's not funny uh i just want to make sure we're, yeah everything's good uh, keep going and we're I'm, in jersey i, I in Mercer County, so Central Jersey, Princeton, oh, okay. Trenton, near there. Um, and then, yeah, I went to school in New York. I was going to be on Broadway. 9-11 happened. I was a baby. I was barely 18. Barely. And uh, and I was like, I can't do this. Hightailed it back to California where my mom lived and found myself in radio broadcasting school. I was really good at it. And three months into this school, I had myself a job. I had a full-time gig lined up before I even graduated. And then it was just off running and I was able to travel the country um on working in radio so you go where the money is yeah because at yeah, that time yeah. Facebook wasn't really a thing yet MySpace right, right. was a thing but it wasn't a way that like we would advertise to people so I had to do it 
kissing babies, shaking hands, showing up at parades, you know what I mean? Like going out into the public. And yeah, so I yeah. think a lot of what I learned about how to be a good stand-up, I learned by being on the radio. Because someone told me very early on in my career, they're like, if you're gonna crack the mic, if you're gonna turn the mic on and say something, what's the point? Why does anyone care what you have to say? Mm -hmm. uh, and I just figured, I was like, well, if it's funny, that's the easiest, that's the easiest way to get people to care and come back. Yeah, yeah. And so, learned how to write jokes a long time ago until, yeah, then I went on, I got a divorce and then I was like, I got a lot to say and I can't say all this on the radio. Signed up for an open mic, didn't tell anybody. And then after about like three or, three or four months, people were like, oh, you do this now? So what was it broadcast journalism? What were you doing on the radio? I was the career? morning idiot. You know what I mean? I was the morning dum-dum that would like go intern on farms and like change tires to keep up with the bros and like pr just put on these crazy stunts to get people to come out and okay, okay. win shit. It was fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So fun. And then you just play, you did like interstitial sketches between the songs on I the mean, radio? I mean, kind of like you would do your research and you're like, well, what's Kim Kardashian up to? And then you do, a, you talk about it. Right. And like, again, what was the point? What are, what are we trying to say when we talk about Kim Kardashian and, uh, or whatever it is? It's just material. It's just running material. That's it's it. like just doing like yep. banter. Yep. Um, interesting. So, <laughs> so you were in undergrad. Uh, in New York City, 9/11 happened. You go to LA. That's what happened. What what college did you go to in New York City? The American Musical and Dramatic Academy. Oh, okay. so not not undergrad, just like a conservatory. Okay, well that yeah. counts. And then you said you were thinking your your goal was Broadway at that time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And were you auditioning for Broadway plays? Were you getting inroads in that? I mean, I was still in school, so right, it was right. just a lot of studying. I got a scholarship to go because um, I've been studying music since I was a little kid, and mm -hmm. so. Um, music theory because I, I do comedy with a guitar yeah. and so to be able to yeah just understanding music theory I got I got a partial scholarship to, to go mm -hmm. which was really cool that was a big that was a big yay me moment so. yeah great but it seems like you have you've been on the same mission of, of trying to live as an artist right your whole thing but it like just takes different forms your, yeah, your yeah, original yeah. thing was Broadway yeah it transitioned to a radio career yeah that transition to the stand-up career uh -huh. and now uh, and then Brian McDuffie slides in your DMs asking if you need your vibrator to have a break so you just like go <laughs> in this different world what, it's all the same really. it's all the, it's same, all the same, same thread yeah but um, I think that's important though to be yeah. able to grow as an artist mm -hmm. as as you grow your art changes and that's that's it I was like an old-school UCB performer yeah yeah and then uh, and then I moved to LA and I took more UCB classes but the people that were getting past in my opinion were were just because of their credits not because of their talent and I was like okay well it's you don't pay the performers mm -hmm. okay so this should be a meritocracy at least mm -hmm. now you're not paying the performers and you're only getting people with credits so that they buy so that audiences buy tickets to the show mm -hmm. so it's like okay we're kind of getting burned up both ends here like mm -hmm. like i was like so then i got disillusioned i went to monkey butler and then i did that two years i put out a web series and then i was like you know the highest level of improv training is a tv show and after i made this pilot and it was successful at a festival but it wasn't picked up i was like all right you know what i it's my on my bucket list to have a stand-up uh, uh, special. So then I made those. I dropped those in 2020. 
But, um, you know, it's, it's always been the same thing. And to me, improv really was, I, I wanted to be a stand-up, but I was scared. So I wanted an ensemble. Uh -huh. If I said something not funny, I wanted someone else to cover for me. Okay. On an improv yeah. troupe. No, you know what sense. I mean? Yeah. But it was the same. But then when I do stand-up, then I have all these skills yeah. from improv. And I'm, I'm more, yeah. I can roll yeah. with the punches. It took a while to, like, blend the stand-up. But, it, like, I feel, like, similar to you. It's always been the same thing. It's just taking different forms. That's you know? good, though. That's good. Do you find, though, now, as we've kind of graduated through the, yeah. the art system, what you were saying about... The, the t to be able to sell tickets, they're not they're, you're promoting based on credits. Yeah. Do you do you feel like that? Oh my god! I thought that He's after like, that's a whole other podcast. I thought <laughs> that after I dropped my special, Doctor Showballs Show Business was going to come out of from a dumpster and start sucking my balls sure. and offer me the key. Here's the keys to the kingdom. Oh, oh, oh. you know, yeah. I thought that was going to happen. Yeah. And then um, that super didn't happen. But only now, uh, I started, you know, going to the secret group and then I'm in the secret group reading, uh, green room. And then the manager's like, I love your special. Yeah. So it's only, I only got that because it like, I only am in with the secret group because yeah. of that. So it's like, yeah. it's been three years after I dropped the special that people have seen it. Yeah. So, you know, it's like, it's interesting how things yeah. happen that way because I released my very first original song is called the naughty Christmas song. Mm -hmm. I released that two years three years ago it took two christmases before it finally picked up on youtube and then went viral right me. right so yeah. it's i always say i'm like just put it out there because you yeah. never know what could happen yeah because yeah. in two five ten years from now it could pick up and take off and you know my i made three stand-up specials i dropped them in 2020 they cost sixteen thousand dollars i'm so happy to hear you have. say that and i lost every dime of it yeah right and then um, I was... Not that you lost money, but no. that you spent that kind of money to make your... Cause Absolutely. I find myself spending a lot of money on, yes. on this. Yes. And I'm like, is it worth investing? <laughs> ah! They always say invest in yourself, but I yeah. just, you know... All I can see is like a debt, five-year payment plan. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, I just maxed out my credit card. I lived... Yeah. I moved to my dad's house in Jersey, and I lived with mm. him for 10 months after because mm -hmm. I took such a bath. I couldn't afford rent month to month because yep. I took such a bath. But then only now, um, you know, sometimes I open for big comics and then they mention my uh, special and then it's like, oh, thank God. Like, because yeah. only in retrospect, they know you're real. Mm -hmm. That's what I found. It's like what I bought was like, no, this is what everybody has. They, mm -hmm. I've made this. I, this is undeniable that I made this. Mm -hmm. And I felt when I first put it on YouTube like that it was going to go crazy. And but it, at, at the end of the day, it's like I farted in a bottle and I, you know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Instead of sliding in your DMs direct, I write you a love note and I throw it in the ocean. That's how I felt <laughs> it was. Yeah. And then Dr. Show Business, like, can't find, like, never got the memo. There's a lot of bottles. Yeah, there's a lot of, it just yeah. looks like pollution now. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm sorry. So, um, just art pollution. But yeah, only, only in retrospect. Uh, so, yeah. So Would it, you have done it differently? That's a great question. I, cause I dropped it during the pandy in August of 2020, all three. Um, Did you edit it yourself? No. Okay. My friend Colin McDowell in, in <laughs> of Call C Productions. Okay. I had one, the guy who shot it didn't edit it for five months and needed money every month. So mm. that was really, really annoying. He's like, mm -hmm. Hey, I, I can't, um, so I'm working on it. Boy, I'm, I'm really stacked. Can I have like $500, send him $500. You know, I'm really, so I, the budget just started, mm -hmm. like, 
just the filming was like eight grand. Yeah. And then the post was uh, eight grand as well. Yeah. 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 With the because we bought two. 12 terabyte hard drives. Yep. So I drove from LA to New Orleans to New York and we shot 50 shows. And I had a shooting script and every time I had a good uh, version of a joke, I went, okay, yeah. um, you know, September 5, 2018, this, like, mark this. So I had the script of all the jokes. Yeah. Uh, uh, conspiracies and dick jokes. Blah, 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 yeah. blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, Fart yeah. porn and beer halls. The, this joke, the, uh, it's a medical device. These jokes. So I had the, it was a 50 page script of jokes before I went on the yeah. road. Yeah. And then I go, okay, this joke here. So I had really, really good notes. And then every time we got to a hotel in the middle of nowhere, we would plug in the 12 terabyte hard drive, download the thing. It would take five hours. We would sleep. So we would wake up, do it every single day. Ooh. And sometimes it was like three shows, but sometimes the shows were only like seven. I would only get seven minutes, like a guest spot, you oh, know, okay. for no money. I, I got paid to headline once in Houston, um, or no, 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 twice. Once in Mesa, Calif uh, Mesa, Arizona, at Comedy Off Main Street. I got forty-five minutes there. Nice. And then I did forty minutes at um, in Houston at the. In the pandemic, something that's, that's incredible. Yeah. I, well, I recorded in twenty eighteen, and then it took like. 18 months to edit so yeah. so if i had to do it again maybe i would have released one per month but you know what I, you know the way everything played out you know you just can't have regrets like you said sure. like you just yeah. got to do it and then you don't know yeah. when it's gonna pan out. exactly yeah <laughs> <laughs> um let me ask you a personal question okay so you said after your divorce yes. that's when you decided to do stand-up because you couldn't say stuff on the radio yes. how did that how did the divorce like you know you, you, you have uh, your life's purpose in a, as a pillar in your mind. And then, like we were saying, first that pillar for you was Broadway. Yeah. Then it was uh, radio and, and marriage and things were simpler. That got disrupted. Then you changed that to stand-up. What was that? What was the post-divorce thing? Like, were you eating ice cream in the bath? Like, were you... You know what I mean? How did that affect you? Um, That's a great question. I think... It taught me a lot about like, and I and I had to learn this lesson many times throughout my thirties. But you really have to like speak up for yourself. You really have to ask the questions, because we got married and we were great friends, great friends. I would if I saw him in a room today, I'd be like, "What's up, man?" Like, yeah, yeah. I know he's remarried and I know he's got uh, kids in his life and he's doing great. Um, but we got married and then suddenly his mother, I I felt the pressure of like. Where's the kid? Where's when are babies coming? Mm. And I was like, oh, I don't want that. And then I found myself doing things like submitting for jobs without telling him. Like I went to St. Louis. I was like, I'm gonna go interview for this thing. It was a great interview. I got offered the gig, but it wasn't the right amount. Of, it just wasn't the right fit for me. Mm -hmm. So I was like, no, I don't want that. Something else did come up, and I wound up working that for about six months or so before we were like. We were meant to do this. I just there was a lot of autonomy that I was missing, I guess. And then he had his own issues. That I don't need to go into, but um, you know, so you, affairs and scandals and stuff like that. But oh dear. it was like so you you, know, you applied for jobs out of state because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we were living in Illinois at the time. And okay, so I got um, I got offered a gig in Paducah, Kentucky, but I was like again too too small. Um, 
And then I got offered something just south of Chicago where I got to be the boss. It was the, the next level. Um, in radio broadcast. In radio where yeah, I wanted yeah. to go. So I got to run a whole station mm -hmm. by myself. And I was like, yes, I want that. It was an hour and a half drive each way to and from work. I didn't care. I didn't care because that's what I wanted. And then... To escape. <laughs> I well. Do you think I, you subconsciously were like probably? Let's get as yeah. far away from the house for as long as possible. I mean, and, probably. Now that you say it like that, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was the freedom. It was the autonomy. That's what you. But I wanted to be the boss. I don't think I was ready to be someone's person. No. I wasn't ready for that responsibility. Right. Right. Yeah. I don't think he was either, though. Maybe he was, just not with me. Right. I think because I had moved there from California and I was like, we don't have a support in this small town in Illinois. You want to do all this life stuff? Like, I don't want to do this here. Yeah. Illinois is not my final destination. This yeah, is yeah. not where I'm going to live out my life. And uh, yeah, all my friends called it. They were like, oh, we thought there'd be a baby in the mix before like you guys separated. But glad that didn't happen. <laughs> oh my God. And I love my niece and nephew, but when my nephew was just born and my niece was three I looked in my sister's eyes mm -hmm. and she hadn't slept for three and a half years yeah. and I was like you know what I don't I don't think I want that like I don't think I want kids yeah I have this thing like I think I want to like when I'm 41 like I'm 37 now like when I'm 41 42 I think I want to get married yeah but I want to get married to someone that doesn't want kids yeah you know what I mean because yeah, like yeah. I think um, I don't know just the sleep Mm -hmm. That's the that for me. That's the red line. The if sleeping. I'm if I'm sleeping and my kids like, but dad, I want that. I go fuck off. <laughs> like I'm so fucking sleeping. Yeah, yeah. you're not. You ready. can't just wake me up. You're not no, ready. Yeah. yeah. So I I just don't know if I could ever like I, I you know, but uh, anyway, I like sliding in DMs though. Um, so you have a merch that says, yes, tell me about your conspiracy theory. So part of your manager says, you need merch. Yeah. Why did that one come out? I, my, my first special is called Conspiracies and Dick Jokes. I love conspiracies. Yeah, me too. I wrote a song called The Conspiracy Theory Song, and it's my closer. And so that is just, all my merch is just stuff about my songs. Yeah. That's it. Okay. And a lot of people resonate with that. I mean, that one, I close with it for a reason. And yeah, sure, so, sure. And so it's just, it's an easy sell. So which which is your favorite? Is it chemtrails? Is it the British royal family are lizards? Is it the fact? Uh, is it, you know, like what, what one? Is it 9-11? Like JFK? Like what? You know what I think it is? It's the people that get excited about them. Pick one. It doesn't matter. I'm on board. I want to hear everything. Mm -hmm. The flat earth, the birds are camera, all of it. The birds are cameras? Yeah, I want to know. What? I know it. I want to hear all of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, all right. <laughs> Let's talk about your parents. So you, you just said something real slick. You my know, parents? My, my mom was in California. My dad's in New York, you know. Uh -huh. So they separated. I was 12. When yeah. you were 12. Yeah, yeah, Is that where the musical theater came were you trying to sing the siren song to, to maybe lubricate the love between your parents? No, music's always been a big, big deal in my house. Like, my dad would talk about album art all the time and just play records. And, like, when I was a toddler, I remember Grandma would do music lessons and she would sit a bunch of kids in the circle and play the piano. And we would 
sing and learn about different percussion and sounds. Yeah, yeah. And then um, I was in choir. I played violin. Like I was very, very musical. We would sit at dinner and the radio would play. And they, my parents would be like, who's that on the radio? You know, so it was just an acute awareness of music mm. in my childhood growing mm -hmm. up. And then, yeah, just through high school, I, I was blessed with a great choir teacher um, who was very good at music and making sure that you understand not only how to read it, to sight read it, and understand the relationship between notes, sure. but he was also like, um, he, he did teach one thing that I've never forgotten, but if he called on you to sing a solo or to present a piece of music, you had to say, Thank you for the opportunity. And everyone in that room was terrified to do it. Like, oh God, you're going to get, we sing collectively because we're, you know, mm. we like doing it, but we don't want to do it solo. And so you had to say, thank you for the opportunity. And that has just been a mind shift for me. Like everything that's scary is an opportunity. And so I think that's just kind of how I live my life. Thank you, Mr. Yeah. Messenger. Yeah. Hey, what a great guy. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm always like, um, I try, I think I've weaseled my way into certain cliques because I feel like what's most important is I'm always happy to be there. Yeah. Like if I'm in the green room and yeah. I'm a, like a, on a big show, I'm so happy to be Same. there. Yeah. And uh, it's always that when you're in the green room, that one person's like, oh my God, this guy stole a joke. I got baby mama drama. Mm -hmm. Man, this guy's gunning for me. I got kicked out of that venue because I was too funny. Yeah. I go, dude, and it's just like it's so toxic that yeah. I like can't. Yeah, I'm like I never want to be that guy. Yeah. Like I know that some people hit a certain age and they're like I haven't made it right or I don't feel like I'm where I want to. That's fucking everybody ever. Yeah. So like, be happy to be there. Yeah. Say thank you for the opportunity. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So anyway, uh, I, what a what a great lesson. But were were was it? Uh, were you applying to jobs? In Missouri, you lived <laughs> in Illinois because of the divorce. Like, if it gun to your head, you like this marriage is gonna have a baby. But then, if we divorce, then the baby's gonna have two. You know, was that going into your? No. So I went to school. It's 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 kind Sorry, of I'm, it's a I'm, kind of a, I'm trying I'm kind of pulling yeah, the strings here. I, I it's apologize. kind of a long it's kind of a long wraparound story, but. Um, I went to this city. I went to Champaign-Urbana because I got hired. I shouldn't have even been hired to be there. I was the second choice, but they literally found a position for me mm -hmm. um, because they liked me so much. They just needed a male for the position. It's whatever. Sex is hey, whatever. That's the biz. That's the biz. Um, and so, but I was so grateful to be there. I was so excited. I got a new position. I met my future husband and we wound up, I didn't, I never wanted to get married actually. And I was like, if you want to commit me to, to me, we're going to buy a house. And then we bought a house and then my mom got in my head and she was like, I thought he was going to propose when you guys moved in. And I was like, Oh, that's the thing. I'm supposed to want that. Ah, <laughs> okay. And, uh, and so I wound up getting fired from that job. The owner sold it. A new owner came in and I was easily disposable. Anyway, I got hired across the street with the competing market. I went back to school because I was like, well, what if radio doesn't work out? Like, maybe I should have a real degree and <laughs> do something normal. So I, I hurried through school in about two and a half years. And then I graduated. We got married a month and a half later, which is insane. Don't ever do that. <laughs> and then uh, and then after, because I, I, I got into grad school, but after I got married, I was like, I don't want to go to grad school. 
I want to do that. I miss radio. Like, I want to do that. I'm good at that. That's where my talent lies. And so just started applying. And it for me, it was like, well, what is the next step up? I've done all the on-air things I can do. I've done pretty much everything I can do behind the scenes. What else can I do? And it was either be a morning show in a major market like St. Louis, Minneapolis, Chicago, or run my own station. So I got this tiny little station. So the St. Louis gig, it was like, um, it was a night job. And I didn't want to do that. I knew I didn't want mm. nights. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah, to run my own station, I was like, "This is dope." So, yeah, you're I'm just, the boss. Yeah. Yeah, you just want you were just following the opportunities there, mm-hmm. but yeah. a little bit of escapism. Let's be honest, a little bit of escapism. I didn't ask. I just did what I wanted, <laughs> and I think that right, was the right, red flag right. of like, oh, you're not a good partner if you're just gonna do whatever you want. That was a red flag for you or for your me, husband. For me. So then you're like, why am I doing this behavior? Yeah. I'm not I'm not looping him in at all a major yeah. moving life decision. <laughs> yeah. Like I, he's not a consideration. He would, get, he would get upset and I was like, Yeah, but like the money or like, yeah, but it's like thirty minutes from your mom's house or right, right, whatever. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean a partner's a partner. And so, yeah, I and that think was not me. <laughs> you realized you were motivated not by the partnership, but by other stuff. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, you you're you don't got beef with your parents, is what I'm I'm trying to go. I don't know. have beef with my parents. Yeah. Do you? No. Did they in... scar you deeply? Yeah, of course. Everyone, <laughs> that's, you don't become a stand-up because you're a happy person. Um. I mean, I feel like I'm happy, but yeah, yeah. I think I read this. It was either Tina Fey or Amy Poehler or one of their books. And they said, like, the second that I got good with money, I got good with myself, I got good with my family, is when everything started blowing up. And mm. so I took that to heart and I was like, well, let's do the work. What does mm. that look like? Mm-hmm. Therapy? Yeah, a lot of that. <laughs> a lot of that. Um, yeah. Also, my parents stopped doing drugs, which is helpful. You oh, know, that's good. Stop smoking weed. So I was like, okay, yeah, we can actually have a conversation. Yeah. And it's fun now, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so just like recently, my mom um, accused me of doing drugs because she listened to my podcast and then harvested it for information and then didn't like the political statements I was making on my podcast. And then she was like, I'll, I'm just going to lay it out, Eric. Okay. Don't get mad. Don't get mad. Go. Uh, you want drugs? And I got so fucking mad. And <laughs> since then, me and my mom have just been angry texting for the last three days. Where it's like, really? Oh, that's so funny. Like, I got between my roommate and a drug deal. 370 episodes it took her to, like, ask you that? <laughs> Get out of here. Because she didn't, like, she didn't like the political statement. It was, like, really just, like, a political thing. And then she's like, all right, are you on drugs? And I was like, okay, but did you notice how the podcast was beautifully edited together? If I was, like, smacked out on crack, could yeah. I have edited it all together? Right. She's like, I, it was just a question. That's such an East Coast mom thing. To oh, think my to God. She's just very, <laughs> so, like, speaking of, like, escapism, like, I'm in Texas. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like, I, I can't, I don't want to be, have a, a limiter. I feel like my mom's a little overbearing, and then she like limits me, like le- like she puts a limiter, like a car, yes, like like yes, you yes. put something that it can only go sixty miles an hour, 
And I'm just like, I want to say crazy shit, and I don't give a fuck. And I don't think it's like, hey, mom, when's your next stand up gig? Never? Shut the fuck up. Like, yeah. I don't want to hear it. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? If you oh. don't like what I have to say, stop listening. Yeah, yeah. Stop sending your money. And I'm also, yeah. you know, I have a MFA in screenwriting. I'm try- uh, I'm applying to be a creative writing professor at ACC. That's awesome. And then she says, yeah, but this joke is horrible. It's like, yeah, okay, I would rather do the dirty joke and not get the job. Like, that's, like, I've always doubled down yeah. on my creative voice. Yeah. And I'm not going to, like, what would a professor be if he was, like, a fucking pussy who n- didn't say what he fucking meant? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, I don't want to be a garbage professor who, like, yeah. licks boots of the administration. Right. Yeah. So Life is short. Say the things. Yes. There are consequences. And you're dealing with those right now. Yeah. Well, just a little texting feud with my mom. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> Sounds like a bit. She also just, like, has a very slippery understanding of history. Like, like um, there was my mo- my sister got married, and there was a rehearsal dinner. Uh-huh. And she was, like, not a part of the ceremony. Yeah, yeah. Like, the rehearsal dinner, like, clear uh, the rehearsal was like, hey, why don't you sit here? Like, that's your seat. Like, fucking sit there. <laughs> and she hid behind a fucking bush. And then da, 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 then she walked down the aisle before my fucking sister. Oh, my God. And Mom. I wrote my thesis script at the University of New Orleans to attain my MFA in screenwriting was called Mom's Photo Shoot because my mom turned <laughs> my sister's wedding into a photo shoot for herself. Yep. She was told to sit down. Yep. She walked down the aisle. And then she told me two conflicting stories this past week via text in our feud. She said, number one, her number one story, which conflicts with the later one I'll give you, her number one story is, it's a tradition that the mom walks down the bride, and then she sent me the Wikipedia article of a tradition where a mom, that she cherry-picked, that a mom walks before the bride. Yep. Her second story was, I didn't, I was just arranging the flowers, the flowers were just a mess. So I was arranging the flowers... And then when this music hit, ba 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 ba, I was like, "Oh no, I should take my seat now." So she walks down the <laughs> lily rose red carpet. So that's her. So I go, I text her back, "Which is it, Mom? Yeah. Which is it? You can't gaslight me on my thesis that I wrote." Yeah. And then I sent her a clip of it, scholarworks.uno.edu. Yeah. If you if you if you forget what happened, yeah. it's word for word. Oh my god! <laughs> and so she's like, "Yeah, but okay." And then you know what it was? Then she goes, "It's my boundary that happened six years ago. It's my boundary. I don't want to talk about that anymore." I go, "Which story was it, mom? You just gave me two. Which was it? I don't. That's my boundary." Oh my god! So now she's a victim if I cross this boundary. I think boundary is like my trigger word right now. <laughs> Oh my god! Oh, you lost the argument, so I just pre- and now that's your boundary. You do sound like you are from New Jersey. So, yeah. You know how I can tell you speak so quickly, as fast as I do. Yeah. Oh, uh, if I do, if, you struggle with that where people are like slow down. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Definitely, when I do gigs, I have to remember to go. Yeah. Ba ba ba. Ba 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 yes. ba ba. Because yeah. I want, I'm rolling, man. I know. I don't Your brain goes so fast. I don't, I don't know something no. about that Jersey water. You're just like, ba, 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 ba. dude. Yeah. If I get, well, you got to get your words in. Like, I know. <laughs> if I get drunk with my Aunt Colleen, if we're drinking yeah. wine, it's like she's yeah. just going to talk over me yeah. if I don't fucking get in there. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? 
<laughs> she's making the sauce. Yeah. Hit me with the wooden spoon. Yeah. You know, it's a whole thing. <laughs> uh, so, are you? You seem Irish to me. Are you Irish? Not what? Really. What is your nationality? Um, What's Mayfield? My married name. <laughs> oh, oh. Uh, it's a great name, and I was like, and I tell a joke about it, but uh, it's like my ex-mother-in-law. I didn't know it was a great name. Told my ex-mother-in-law put in the paperwork because she was a paralegal. That's uh -huh. was my mom. Uh, she was like, "You're gonna need to give that name back." And I was like, "Nope. I already bought a website. <laughs> <laughs> I am committed. Thirty dollars a month, just not to your son. I'm so sorry." <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, so, no, my maiden name is Aubert, A U B E R T, which is French, say Francais. Whoa. So we are uh, French, Swedish, Italian. Okay. Yeah. Jersey trash. I'm just joking. Yes. <laughs> I claim 100. Jersey trash. I claim Italian Jersey 100%. So my dad's German-Irish. My mom's 100% Italian. Got it. They're very different. And I feel like even some... My dad is very, like, generous and spendthrift. My mom's incredibly thrifty. Yeah. And I really feel like this... Like, sometimes I'm in a Target and I'm like... Well, it's twelve dollars. Like it's like it's like <laughs> underwear that I need. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, but maybe I could find it at Goodwill. Ew. And then it's like, yeah, but that's someone else's underwear. Like I like have my dad and my mom in my head simultaneously. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. No, no, no. Save your pinch your punt, pinch your pennies. Yeah. Spend, spend, spend. So yeah, I like yeah. I go through cycles. That's it's so like, funny. I do too. Um, Same thing. What a what a nightmare. Oh, this was the rude thing I texted my mom. Um. I told her, "Is this? Tell me if this is too much." Uh -huh. I said, "Mom, if I get married in the future, I don't know if I can invite you. If the rehearsal is sit down and shut up, <laughs> and you don't do it, yeah, I don't know if I can have you at my wedding. I don't even have a girlfriend right now. But it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I'm yeah. like, I just watched you disobey the rehearsal. That's my boundary. Okay, uh gaslighting." <laughs> <laughs> well, she's like she's got like a gaslight jujitsu. Like she can yeah, just yeah, yeah. like, oh no, I'm the victim. It's How, like I caught you lying. Is your mom in your in her sixties? Yeah. Yeah. At what point are they too old to like correct anymore? I think about that all the time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like at what point are they too old to be like, mom, that's inappropriate. That's race. That's whatever. Yeah. Stop. Yeah. So I, I also... Shh, that's my boundary. That's my boundary. <laughs> Don't talk about that. I'm dead. <laughs> so I also... So she, when she accused me of being on drugs, I realized, okay, you oh, just God. went in your little wheelhouse and made something up and then called me with an accusation. So I go, okay, we got to go into... So I, I go, I'm going to do that to her. Yeah. So I phoned her out the blue and I go, mom, I found out. Yeah. And she goes, what is it? And I go, I found out you're running a brothel out of your job in a strip mall. <laughs> and I put it all over Facebook. And she goes, no, you didn't. Dead. She goes, no, you did. I go, yes, I did. Check my Facebook. I totally did not do that yeah. at all. And then, <laughs> so then she called everyone in the family. You'll never, Eric is so mean. He's such an ace, so disrespectful, blah, blah, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. And then the, finally it got, to, so my sister called me the other week. Uh, two days ago and she was like um, what happened and I was like well she called me and made up bullshit so I called her and made up bullshit and they're like you didn't put on social media I go not at all and then she goes okay that's hilarious <laughs> <laughs> but when I was doing this to her she's like oh my god I'm gonna get fired I'm gonna get fired you know yeah and um, I was like is this elder abuse 
No. But it's what she did to me. Yeah. So for me, it's an eye for an eye. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You're going to make up bullshit in your little fucking fantasy world? I'll just make up bullshit in my fantasy world. Yeah. Isn't that fair? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Respect I, your mother. <laughs> I got mental problems, Maggie yeah. Mayfield. That's what I'm trying to tell you. All right. Maybe we should go inside and... uh uh Run this open mic. Run this open mic, and yeah. then maybe we can wrap up, uh, you know, with cowboy music in the background from the inside. I've been doing a dick fast. To doing a dick fast. I'm not sucking any dick, okay? I had to quit. I had to stop. Listen, I know you're you're afraid. In 2022, I was sucking so much dick, it was like I was trying to save the world. That's what it, that's what 2022 was like for me. So I was like, I need to take a fucking break. Chill pill for a second. I was sucking so much dick, it was like, uh, I feel like, yeah, I was trying to save the world. I can't do it by myself. I can't, that's what I learned. I can't do it by myself. And uh, <laughs> I've, uh, I figured out that if men got head more regularly, every comic should be clapping right now. The world would be a better place, right? It would be, yes. <laughs> I'm running for president, 2024. Um, <laughs> but I feel like if you guys got head more regularly, then, uh, then maybe Biden wouldn't need to sniff little girl's hair. Right? If, if guys got head more regularly, then Putin probably wouldn't have attacked Ukraine. He might have, but he definitely would have pulled out by now. <laughs> anyway, I do this whole bit, I talk about that on stage, and it's a whole song, it's a whole song and dance, it's a whole thing. Dick fast. I can't tell you how many times I say the word dick fast, okay? Not sucking dick. Well then, at the end of this date, it's like 45 minutes, I picked ice cream, because I was like, yeah, I don't, I don't really... I don't want to break the fast yet, but I also want to know, like, why did he ask me? Why are we doing this? <laughs> At the end of about 45 minutes, he's like, I just want to clarify, did you say dick fast or dick fest? And I was like, there it is, there it is, God. It was so boring. I didn't even, I didn't think I was going to make it. I showed up to that date, and he was sitting at a table with a journal and a self-help book, and I was like, fuck me now, I can't do this, <laughs> I don't want to do this. I don't want to do anything. Is he in the room? I'm terrified. Um, come to stage right now, you guys. We are clapping up for our very first performer, Eric Man, I feel like this, uh, the apocalypse is about to start. Maggie Mayfield, sucking dicks in 2022, was keeping the apocalypse at bay. But now it's going to be World War III. Because 17 dicks weren't sucked this year. Just my prediction. Well, okay. Yeah, I want. All right, I have one more piece of banter for you. Okay. Men, <laughs> men and women are really different, and here's. No. So I was in Zilker Park uh, with my sister. She came for my birthday, which is Halloween, and we were in Zilker Park with friends. And me and the guys were playing frisbee, we're playing frisbee uh -huh. like for an hour, ninety minutes, yeah. like throw, like you know, try to catch between our legs, you know, whatever, yeah. like doing it something athletic. Across the lawn, I noticed these, like, must have been freshmen in high school. They were taking photos of each other. Like, when we got there, they were taking photos of yeah. each other. Holding a pumpkin, smile. <laughs> then they would jump in the air, make a heart with their arms. Uh-huh. For 90 minutes, we were playing Frisbee. And then, I, like, when we left, they were still doing it. Like, they took, like, eight, nine hundred photos of each other. Okay. And... I, it kind of blew my mind, like, me and my friends in high school, we went on a trampoline, we drove our bikes over, 
over ramps. Yeah. We caught salamanders and cray. We would call them crayfish. And now I know from living in New Orleans, they're crawfish. But we would fish and, and and whatever. Me and my friends have never got together and taken eight hundred photos of each other. Weird. <laughs> so what? We don't do that. What is what is with girls? I guess their social capital comes from their looks and they're focused on this. So wait, what are you asking? Because they were young kids. Yeah, just what is the? Um, I guess I I realize the pressure. Listen, I think there's like yeah. a bro code. You don't just ask your bro like, "Hey, man, I just need to pick for the gram." That's not a thing that you guys are gonna say. That's not a thing that happens. Yeah. I'm not shy about asking my girlfriends to be like, "Hey, can you take a minute with a picture of the thing?" Right, right. They don't care, but I'm also not gonna ask for like 17 of them. Right, right. But also, I think like. That's what's special about this generation. Let them have their thing that's special. What was our special thing? You know, like Sonic the fucking Hedgehog or whatever. Their thing is selfies. That, what, right. I, to me, it's just like, is this inducing malignant narcissism on a generation if your thing is selfies? Hmm. I guess that's really where I'm going. Maybe. And I would say not my problem, but also like they have to take care of us when we're old. So maybe my problem. I don't know. Yeah, right. If you're like you're in hospice and it's like, um, I have a poo poo diaper and they're like, selfies. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, can you fucking? I'm in not? hospice. <laughs> yeah, like We're... I'm dying. Oh, take a. F oh, I'm about to change the poo poo diaper. Of a like, I don't want my photo taken right now in that mm. state. Yeah. So can we not have that? Like, how is this changing us? You know. You know what I I think about this all the time is the reverse. Is people our age taking pictures of their children who cannot consent to being online yet? Right. Right. And then. All of their history is digitized. Right, right. And when they're 18, they don't have a choice of whether or not people right. get to see it. You know, so it's like, that's who, that's the generation that I worry about, is those kids and the responsibility that we're not thinking about ahead of time. Because, you know, like, drama but, parents that, like, put their kid, like, Corey Feldman and Corey Haim, mm -hmm. like, you know what I mean? They yeah. were, like, raped by Charlie Sheen, like, on right. the set of Goonies or whatever the fuck. Right. And it's like, that's that's the, that's the where that goes. So, like, yeah. you know, don't you want to run interference? Though? You want to... Yeah, I don't know. I said do whatever makes you happy, and I hope that society can, like, self-correct itself in that way. Yeah. You know, that enough of those young people will run into enough of us old people, like, chop, chop. Move along. Yeah. You know, you're taking too long to filter this stupid fucking photo. It's not important. It's about what you do. It's not yeah. about your avatar. You know, it's yeah. like, it's, I just think. But it is. So into their avatar. I know for but marketing, it but it depends what you do. I know. Uh, let's go, let's uh, go, sh you know, do comedy for attention. Um, <laughs> Maggie Mayfield is going to shoot her first special at the East Side Comedy Club Wednesday, April 9th and Thursday, April 20th, 2023 at 9 p.m. Maggie Mayfield is on the warpath right now. <laughs> I noticed something about her. She's in absolute fucking beast mode going in because two months from now she's going to record a special and it will be on the tattooed on the internet forever. So she's, uh, let me tell you something. You want you want to know who's hustling? It's Maggie fucking Mayfield. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for noticing. 
you know, it's, it's like so often you just put your head down and you're like, just do the fucking work. And yeah, then yeah. someone says like, good job. You're like, what? Yeah. You were watching? That's amazing. <laughs> so thank you. You're welcome. I appreciate that. Yeah. And uh, when I first uh, slid in your DMs for this, you're like, who are you? What is this about? You know, we're so beaten down as performers. You know, everyone's paranoid. It's I'm like, so happy to help. I was just like, I don't remember. Can you just reclude me? <laughs> I felt like such a dick. I should have just probably sent my dick pic. And that, that would have been more of a... Hey, if you're sick of using your vibrator, you know, just... <laughs> I'm surprised Brian didn't tell you that story. <laughs> Although I think what it was... What a yeah. origin story to slide in your DMs I podcast. Yeah, God bless him. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's do the show. All right, thank you. <laughs>